Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. I'm Janice Gabrielle, and this week I have my wonderful mom, Nora, as our guest host. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited. We sound almost exactly the same. So if you're like, is this just Genesee talking to herself? No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing. We can't, we can't, like my, if my dad isn't with one of us and he's talking to the other one on the phone, he's like, who is this? Which one are you? Um, It's wonderful. (laughs) I heard your uh, my voice on a recording recently and it sounded just like you yeah because I hear your voice on recordings all the time mm-hmm. I rarely hear mine on recordings right and I was like oh my god sounds like Jen I know wait till you start listening to the podcast regularly and you'll be like when did I say that <laughs> <laughs> I don't say those words <laughs> Genesee yeah <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about, um, we're recording this on December 26th, so it's right after Christmas, but we're taking the opportunity to do a little kind of like holiday special, um, and we're going to be talking about our holiday traditions around media, um, and we're going to be starting kind of with Thanksgiving and going all the way through New Year's. And um, I mentioned in our last episode, the first episode, that I grew up watching a lot of movies and TV and really loving that. Um, Something I haven't mentioned before that I think is like really was kind of like formative for me. I didn't read much growing up. Um, My mom can probably speak to this. I uh, have dyslexia and it was really bad when I was a lot younger. So I didn't start reading at all till I was like, what, mom, like seven? Yeah, you started reading um, like really like preschool kind of books when you were seven mm-hmm. and reading um, like what were they, Bob books? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that was the shit. I love Bob books. Yeah, you started learning to read with Bob books. It was so funny because I was, I was trying to teach you to read and the books were like the cat sat and you were seven, right? Kids learn that when they're three and th- it was boring. You were like, I can't. This is stupid, mom. And so I was like asking my friends, I'm like, do you know of like some books that for beginning readers that are not boring, you know, and they're like the Bob books, they're really good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The Bob books slapped. And eventually when I was probably like probably a few years after I started reading the really beginner ones, I got into like the beginning levels of the Amelia Bedelia books. Those were the shit. I loved Which, those. Those were also something I loved as a child. Yeah. I thought she was hilarious. She was so funny. I don't know how I would feel like reading them. I haven't touched them in forever, so I don't know how I would like, I don't know how they would be now, but they were the funniest stuff. I was like, wow, she's putting flour on the curtains? What's she doing that for? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, My I, favorite is when, is when she was making a date cake. Yeah. And so she took the calendar and cut up each individual square to put into the batter. <laughs> I love that. She was innovative, man. Yeah. Amelia Bedelia. And so, yeah. And I, it's funny because I think I've carried a similar, like, 
feeling as I did when I was really young and, and learning how to read into like when I got older and was reading because I would get so frustrated. It was so much harder for me to read than everyone else. Whenever we would have like quiet time to read in classes, I got so frustrated because everyone was like turning pages, turning pages, turning pages. And I got through like half a page. And um, it was so it was really frustrating. And eventually I um, started reading more like when middle school, I, I read like a book. <laughs> I read like one or no, I read like because I think that might have been the year also that we read The Giver. And I remember I read The Giver. Um, and that was one of like the first books that I was supposed to read for school that I actually read and finished. And it was a big deal. And I loved it. Um, but it was really hard for me to get into books. And so I loved movies and TV and music. And that was just my thing. Now I read a lot of books. I, well, for me, by my standards, other people are out here like setting goals to read a book a week, you know, oh, wow. I know, right? Like, that's awesome. And like more power to the people, but I can't even sometimes I'm a sometimes, very slow reader as well I got six books for Christmas and I'm thinking that it's like a realistic goal for me to finish those by the end of the year yes yeah <laughs> I think that's great yeah 2021 you know I I've recently made a Goodreads account because I um I got an advanced reader's copy of a book that I I had to review on Goodreads and um so I finally got a Goodreads account and um which is cool because I'd love to do more advanced readers copies and that's like important to have for those. And um, it was like, oh, do you want to set a goal for the year for 2020? And this, I made this like a few months ago and they, they were like, oh, do you want to set a goal <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to books to read in 2020? And I have actually read a lot of books this year. So I was like, let's say 15. Um, and I've read 15 books this year oh wow yeah That's isn't that great. crazy right I was really proud of myself um but it's it's so weird because sometimes there'll be like weeks where I don't read at all or like for weeks or months and then I'll go through like a week where I read four books and I don't know what's happening and I won't do anything else but read books and do work and that's what I do yeah um, but yeah, I also so was a late reader yeah I was I had a from? really hard time learning to read and when I did not enjoy it, it mm. was horribly not fun. And I learned, um, you know, kids of the seventies and eighties might remember Dick and Jane. I mm. learned to read from Dick and Jane mm. and, um, I really have a soft spot in my heart for those characters, Sally. And yeah, I, I, I like whenever I see them like in, um, some sort of pop culture thing. Sometimes they have like them on t-shirts or something. I'm like, Oh, I remember them. Um, but other than that, I did not like to read. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember my mom, like setting a timer, like you have to sit down and you have to read 10 minutes every night. Oh my God. The dang clock ticked the slowest during that time. It was horrible. <laughs> it was like torture. And the thing tick, tick, tick. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, is it going to be over? And I might have read a couple of sentences during that 10 minutes. It was horrible. <laughs> and um, I did not find reading enjoyable until I was about 16. And mm -hmm. I ran across um, Anne of Green Gables books. Oh, one yeah. of my friends gave them to me for Christmas one year when I was Aww. 16. And I was like, oh, now this I could get into. And I read the whole series, book after book after book. And she gave me one book 
So then I was like, oh, I need the other book. And then my mom's like, you don't read. I'll buy you one book. Because I'm like, I want the whole series. She's like, you don't read, Nora. I'll buy you one book. So I read that book in like a weekend. And then I'm like, okay, I need the other books. <laughs> I love that. That's funny because that's around when I started reading. Well, kind of. I didn't really start reading for fun until I was in college. Um, but when I was 16, I read my first book series that I read and fit well I didn't totally finish it because they were still coming out I think I've read the first three books I'm looking at them right now on my shelf um the Michael Vay books do you remember me reading those I do I do yeah I think Papa got me the first one um when we went on vacation we went on a road trip um and so I read it by the pool over the summer at all of the um the different best westerns that we went to and then oh my gosh that's when we went to um like the four the four corners or four yeah. corners, whatever it's called yeah and when we went to colorado and that's when yes. i like i have a weird obsession with colorado i don't know from why. that trip yeah from that trip so that do trip. i i always pictured it differently when i was driving through mm-hmm. colorado i'm like wow this state is the shit it's beautiful <laughs> yeah and we went to durango and silverton and it, those are really pretty little kind of like tourist towns. But yeah, so, so that's us in books. So you got that. So, <laughs> so that's nothing to do with holidays. I don't nothing know. to do with the holidays. Side that's okay. That's what it's about. <laughs> that's what we do. But yeah, so growing up, we didn't like, I mean, we would read somewhat and there, we were like around books and whatnot. Um, but movies, I feel like were the big thing. And that's like what we did as a family. So we have a lot of kind of traditions and like very, I have very happy memories around us going to the movies and watching different movies. Um, so we'll start with Thanksgiving, which um, when I was younger, we would every year go to the movies. Um, we'd either go to the movie theater or go to the drive-in on Thanksgiving. Um, we didn't do the Black Friday shopping um, ever as when I was a child um so that was like our thing as we would go to the movies as a family and I remember the I think the one year that re- I really remember that stuck with me we I think we saw Shrek at the drive-in yeah so mm-hmm. it doesn't get cold here in <laughs> Southern California oh, yeah like I think we should we should set that up where we're from <laughs> yeah so we're from southern california about 60 miles east of the coast Mm -hmm. and it's hot we're in the in the desert area i call it hell sometimes because it's just fucking hot all the time i mean one of my earliest memories as an adult like when i was like 21 we were getting ready to go to michigan for Mm. dad to visit dad's family and it was 85 degrees. I was sweating and I was packing to go to Michigan in winter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to pack the wool socks. You got to pack the long johns. Like, no, that long sleeve shirt, w- w- that's fine for a layer. But you have <laughs> to like, and I'm like, I'm sweating and my hair is in a bun and I'm wearing a tank top and that's it. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> this doesn't feel right. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm sure. Trust me. And then when I go there, I was pregnant with you. And I thought my fetus was going to freeze inside of me. <laughs> like, that's how cold I was. I was like, are you sure she's all right in there? I'm freezing. 
Maybe that's why I'm cold all the time. I'm frozen. I never unthawed. <laughs> it was the coldest I've ever been in my life. Yet at home, it was 85 degrees on December 18th. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that it's so funny because I feel like that really is, I mean, I obviously wasn't alive for that, but that's how it was growing up too. Is like whenever, whenever dad visits me or whenever anyone visits me, dad's like, if it's, if it's past September, dad's like, how cold is it there? What do we need to be prepared for? And like, uh, my little brother Arrow usually visits me. um, He spends about, well, he's, he visits me for like a cumulative normally of like a few months out of the year. Um, and so he normally spends a good chunk chunk of time with me somewhere around the holidays. The last two years it was Thanksgiving. And, um, so whenever he comes up, Arrow has lived in Southern California for his whole life and has like barely, barely left like only a few times. I mean, he took his first plane ride when he was what, 13? Yeah. Um, and so other than that, we've gone to like a few driving places, but he, he didn't go, go many places, especially not where it was cold. So he would visit me at college. They would drive up. I went to school, like I mentioned last week in Northern California. So it got colder there than SoCal for sure. And we had, um, we had something closer to a winter for sure. Um, but yeah, no, still, whenever we travel, it's everyone has to like emotionally and mentally prepare for if it might be cold. Right. So, so the reason why I mentioned that is because um, you mentioned the drive-in at Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Like, I feel like a lot of my, my curating family traditions and things to do at Christmas time and, um, and holiday time was like trying to facilitate that cold weather feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Disneyland a lot like in the Disneyland like pipes and music they pipe in fake snow they Mm -hmm. you know like it it feels like the holidays there and um the the movie theater idea was like it's cold at night right so let's go sit outside and where it's gonna be cold where we have to like wrap ourselves in blankets and scarves and drink hot cocoa like you know, you, you get those moments literally here and you kind of have to take them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then when we would go to the movie theater, it's freezing in the movie theater. So again, you can like wear the hats and stuff because it's cold. And we also like, we grew up in Southern California, so we were so unaccustomed to any cold. So when it dropped to 70, which is cold in Southern California, 70 degrees, everybody's out there in their fucking parkas and well I, 60 degrees we're in parkas oh my God. 70 yeah. degrees we're wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> and it, i live in portland now um so it gets colder um we don't usually have snow we have a little bit of snow but like we don't even have a snow plow so like when it does no one can do anything because the roads are closed because there's snow and ice but it's like for the i basically since late October early November it's been pretty solid 40s that's like the high of the day it's like 40 degrees um and I'll go out like running and walking to the park in our 40 degree weather in like a hoodie and a little beanie and I'm just I'm just going and um when Arrow visited he was like he was like aren't you going to be cold I was like no no 
This isn't like <laughs> I don't. I no longer have my Southern California thermometer. <laughs> I've I've lived out for a while, but it's so funny. I I like that you mentioned that too because I didn't even think that people listening to this might be like, why? What drive-in is open right. after the summer? Because I didn't. Yeah, in Southern California, um, seasons are an illusion. It is hot all the time, and in the summer it's hotter than hell. Um, right. So our, you, our you know what open. season it is by the decorations that are hung. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we so literally fun. have flags that say it's fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever go to your local Dollar Tree and you're like, "Why would I get a sign that says it's fall?" or it's for the places in this country that cannot identify the season any other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we would go, we would go to the movies and, um, last year Arrow visited for Thanksgiving and we went to, um, we saw Frozen 2 and that was super exciting because I haven't lived at home for about six years, six years, yeah, six and a half, six and a half. Yes. Um, and so, and I, I, in college, I was able to come home for most Thanksgivings. Um, but then once I started grad school, I couldn't because we, we got two days off. Um, so I haven't been home for Thanksgiving in a minute. And, um, so that was, that's like a tradition that we haven't gotten to do. I feel like in a long time, I don't think we even really did it when I was in college because we, I think we got so little time that we really had to kind of like juggle, like, Oh, what family I was visiting or friends or whatever. When you got um, older, you really got into um, Black Friday shopping. I did. When I you did. were like a teenager and they started doing it like on Thanksgiving, I was like, um, okay. You're like, stores open at 8, mom. 8, 8 p.m. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we... And like we, you mentioned earlier, we didn't even do Black Friday shopping on the next day. We didn't. So like, yeah, when I was growing up, actually, it's funny because I was afraid of Black Friday shopping for the longest time because you guys told me about when I was a baby. I heard this story forever about when I was a baby and it was the year that Tickle Me Elmo came out and um, mm-hmm. they went Black yeah. Friday shopping, my mom and my dad. And it was crazy. It was like the, the stories that you hear of like people getting trampled to death on Black Friday was like this year over Tickle Me Elmo. People were like fighting in the middle of Target and Walmart for Tickle Me Elmo. And my mom was like just absolutely horrified after that. And she would tell me for years, she was like, Genesee, we can't go Black Friday shopping because someone tried to fight me over at Tickle Me Elmo while I held you in my arms. I mean, I remember holding you in my arms and daddy was like three people away from me and those three people were scary and I looked at him and I was holding you and I said help help get us out of here (laughs) yeah he he pulled to daddy and he's like move out of the way get to my family and he got to us and he took us out of there and we never went black friday shopping again until you were old enough and you were like mom we gotta go it's not scary it's okay it'll be okay (laughs) yeah i think i'm also by i think by the time that i was a teenager and especially now stores develop procedures and people chilled out a lot and there's online shopping now so a lot of people don't even leave their houses they're like screw black friday shopping 
Um, but also sure. I am, I am a certain type of person. I think it's like partially my type A-ness um, where I'm like, I'm like, if there is something, if there is an opportunity for me to organize and to like show up and have like a whole thing about it, I will. So I don't oh, just yes. go Black I remember Friday like the plan. You're like, <laughs> we're going Black Friday shopping and this is the plan. This is the first store and they open at this time. This is the second store. They open at this time. This is what we're getting at the first store. This is what we're getting at the second store. And then daddy's going to meet us at this store at this time. And then Curtis is going to join us. And then we're, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Just tell me where. This was like probably 14, 15 years old with a whole spreadsheet that's color coded by like, <laughs> yes, I would call each store and find out what time they opened because they opened at different times. And I would be like, okay, well, these are, and so I would make a shopping list for everyone. I'd be like, what is everyone trying to get Black Friday? And I would be like, okay, so these are the most important things, like the big ticket items that are the real doorbusters, um, you know, that are like, okay, if you don't, if you're not the first hundred people in, if you're not the, there in the first hour, you don't get the good deal or you get a less good deal. That was the priority. So that got like a pink highlight, you know? And- <laughs> Right. And, um, and so we'd go by there and depending on when they opened, even if they were a top priority, you might go to them later because they didn't open till 6am. Right. Um, but I didn't, the reason I started getting into Black Friday shopping, I remember one year we were, um, at my stepmom's family's house for Thanksgiving and, um, they had teenage girls that were a little bit older than me. I think they were like three or four years older than me. And so they were like full-blown teenagers. I was like 13-ish. And they were talking about going Black Friday shopping the next morning. And my eyes like lit up. I was like, you, you guys are, are going Black Friday shopping? You, isn't it scary? And they were like, no, it's super fun. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Tell me more. And then I don't know if I like asked or if they were like, oh, if Genesee wants to go shopping, she can go shopping. But I can totally believe I was like, go like yeah <laughs> yeah do you remember did I like ask or did they I, I don't remember the exact but I remember you asked me you're like can I please go with that <laughs> yeah I was like desperate to go fucking buy Friday shopping and um and I went and I remember I was so like that year I was so timid about it because it was my first time going I thought someone was gonna trample me for tickle me Elmo um and I had no we traumatized you with our trauma. <laughs> and, and I, I hadn't really been alone with um, my cousins a whole lot. Um, and so I was just like kind of nervous and I was like, and they were, they kept asking me where I shop. I was like, I don't know where I shop. I don't know where I get my clothes. <laughs> they were like, Genesee, what stores do you want to go to? I was like, I'll just go wherever you're going. And they're like, Genesee. They, because they, they were, they were like cool, like badass teenager clothes, you know. And I was like a ch child, um, who wore like neon fucking tutus and shit, um. But yeah, so, yeah, so I had no idea. A funny style when you were in junior high. I had a very, very interesting style. Um, <laughs> I God bless the people who decided to be my friends. Who are some <laughs> of them are still my friends today. I don't know how the hell they did it, but God bless. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so, so the first year I was a mess. I was not my, like, my, you know, regimented, like, shopper genesee. I was just kind of all over the place. Um, but I fell in love. 
And I was like, this is amazing. We had to get up early and they got me coffee because they were like, well, you were getting up at three o'clock in the morning. So we'll get you Starbucks. And I was like, what? So yeah, I was like, this is amazing. This is wonderful. And um, yeah. And so I would, uh, we would be up years after that at five o'clock in the morning. I remember when you came home from that trip, we had given you a budget, like mm-hmm. maybe we'd given you a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and you had, um, like, I think Olga helped you a little bit that night. Like, um, these are some of the sales or something. Mm-hmm. So you had a little bit of an idea. Yeah. Like and I needed when a you, coat. I when I you came coat. back, when you came back from that trip, you had gotten one of the things on your list. And that was like, that was the high. Right. And if I had had more money and if I had had more things on my list, they had a lot of things. It wasn't like totally picked over next year. I'm going and I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it better next year. Now that I know what I'm dealing with and Oh, did you ever? (laughs) Yeah, that's neat. That is neat. Yeah. This year, obviously because of COVID, we didn't do any, any black Friday shopping. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get that, that joy this year, but it's okay. Um, I have Dad and I did Black Friday shopping this year online, and yeah. it was a hoot. I started to tell you about the the Ulta stuff with the hair dryer and the mascara oh, and all yeah. that. Ulta did this crazy thing for like twelve days of Christmas, where one thing was on sale for six hours per day. That's so right. every day was something different, wow. and it was like on crazy sale, but only for six hours. Wow! So we're like trying to get the thing. They had twelve days of Christmas at Thanksgiving time, and we missed one of them. I'm like, because you know we forgot or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> what? It's only for six hours on Tuesday. I told you, and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little bit crazy. We had we literally had a calendar. David printed out a calendar. <laughs> Because it was like that's where I get it from. Christmas, but I there were only three that. things that we wanted. And so it was this day and the ninth day and the twelfth day for six hours. Mm-hmm. You have to oh my god. I just want to say dad is the reason I'm like this. I mean, I I in some ways have taken it a step further from him, but for sure. Yeah. I am absolutely like this because my dad my when um Naomi met my my family when she visited for the first time and met you guys she (laughs) she we left and she was like everything makes sense now after seeing (laughs) you and your dad try to decide what we're gonna have for dinner and it turns into a a two hour long conversation where we have to take breaks on the conversation we like like 15 minutes at a time we're and it's like pro con lists are made about what we're gonna have for dinner and (laughs) i didn't even like realize that that was weird I was just like, well, yeah, babe, there are a lot of things to take into consider when you're feeding seven people. Right. Everybody has their own opinions about what they want for dinner. We had Indian a few days ago, although I've made a rule when I come home that um, if you had Indian within a week of me visiting, you don't get to bitch. We're having Indian again. Right. And that's that. Because my dad has a habit of having all my favorite foods right before I visit home. And then he's like, oh, well, we can't have that. I just ate that. Like, dad, I never hear. I'm here like once or twice a year. And in which time I have like four days to eat all of my favorite foods. I just don't stop eating. So it's a whole thing. But yeah, so mom is right. We started Black Friday shopping with my very serious schedule for everything. And so, yeah, we, I don't remember the last time as a family that we did the movie theater tradition. 
altogether. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, but last year, Aaron and I watched Frozen together, and I told because I don't, I think he was too young to remember when we did that. So I told him, I was like, "This is a thing we used to do, and we're doing it." And you're watching Frozen two with me, and he was like, "Will you get me popcorn and candy?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I will." And he was like, "Fine." <laughs> He's such a teenager. And so, and then this year, um, he stayed with us for about a month around Thanksgiving. And um, we watched The Happiest Season on our couch. That's what oh, we did. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we, we still kept the tradition alive, just in a little different way. But, yeah. Cool. Well, that's Thanksgiving. We got into yep. it. We went, we went beyond media, too. We got into the whole Black Friday thing. So that's exciting. Well, we did, yes. Um, so Christmas. I feel like there's a lot around Christmas. Um, I don't know. We didn't have quite, like, the same level of tradition where we, like, we had a certain day of the year that we would watch. You know, like, on Christmas, we didn't watch a certain movie or anything. We did have – so when I was growing up, my, my dad had this big CD player that it could play like five CDs at a time. And so he would have his Christmas CDs and he would put in five Christmas CDs at a time and then play. And then it would like go around the the thing. Um, So I remember um, growing up, we celebrated Christmas, um, but we also, we, so we didn't celebrate Hanukkah, but we kind of like recognized it and, and engaged with some different things around Hanukkah. Um, so we had a whole, I, was it, we had a playlist that had the Hanukkah song on it. Yeah. I love that song. Do you remember what CD that was on? <laughs> I mean, I think I bought Adam Sandler's CD, which has too. the like explicit logo on it. Cause not all of the songs are appropriate and cause that's the only way I could find it. And so I would put that in there play that song and then skip it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and And i also had a feature where you could play the song on repeat oh yeah yeah we (laughs) we would i didn't really i don't think i realized this year until i was like sharing christmas with someone else my fiance um where i kind of had to like explain to her like our christmas traditions because i started playing the hanukkah song and she was like what on earth is this i was like this is the hanukkah song babe i love the hanukkah song it's one of my all-time favorite holiday songs uh, i mean just i mean it's easy top 10 um the yay song. uh me too i love that song it's it's really funny it's so it is um a song that adam sandler sang at one of his stand-up comedy shows he and wrote so it he wrote this song yeah he wrote it and sings it um but it's a rec- it, it's not like studio recorded so it's a recording of him at his comedy show you know introducing and singing the hanukkah song um and so you hear like audience laughter. Yeah. And I think that there are, are a few more songs um, about Hanukkah now. Um, not a whole lot, but at the time there really wasn't any Hanukkah music at all. And so Adam Sandler was like, he was talking about that and he's like, the poor little Jewish kids don't have anything to listen to. And so he wrote the song that really has nothing to do about Hanukkah. Um, so I think that could be a critique of it is that while it was written by, by a Jewish person, it doesn't talk about like the meaning of Hanukkah or like anything behind Hanukkah. It's really just him listing off Jewish people. 
and then like throwing in some little facts about Hanukkah uh, here and there. Right. Um, but it is very funny. And it, I think it's just, I like grew up with it. Um, so I mean, much, it you became... know, for it being a comedy song and for it mm-hmm. being nothing about Hanukkah, <laughs> it really does give me all the warm fuzzies. Yeah. That it song does. makes me happy. I don't care what anybody says. Me too. Yeah. I, I, every time oh, I listen I to it. I just feel so good inside. Every time we listen to it, I'm like, I'm like, Naomi, we have to be quiet. We can't talk for the next three minutes <laughs> to listen to the Hanukkah song. And she's like, okay. And then after I just she- did um, an online talent show type holiday party. Oh. And most of the people that were in this party celebrated Christmas. And one of the ladies was like, I'm Jewish. And, and, and it was Hanukkah during that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so a lot of people were playing Christmas songs. They were singing them. They were playing them. They were, you know, doing all this holiday talent. And, um, and she's like, I kind of want to do something Hanukkah. And I said, what about the Hanukkah song? And um, she's like, I don't think I know that one. And I'm like, can you learn it? <laughs> and she did she did, she did she, what did she the, think about it i would be curious to know she liked it she thought she it was it. hilarious it is and she it played is it on her song. ukulele and she sang it and it was a hoot that sounds amazing Playing, and she dedicated it to me she's like um, i learned this for nora i was like oh my gosh that's so sweet yeah that's so nice yeah i the hanukkah song i didn't realize that like not it wasn't like a holiday song that not everyone listened to you know like i figured just everyone had that in their christmas repertoire or well, well you know christmas, where i heard it i i went and uh had to search for it and really? i found it on adam sandler cd but i heard it first on 98.7 back oh. in, the, in the late 90s yeah. oh yeah 98.7 was the shit that was my station way back when when um yeah way back cool. when when ryan seacrest was oh yeah uh not the big shit that he is now he was just a local radio guy and um i used to listen to him at 2 p.m every day with lisa fox mm-hmm. and um and they played that during the holidays and i was like oh. what is this <laughs> stop stop the train i gotta find out <laughs> yeah and then by the time that i was like a kid and a teenager we would listen to coast coast yes. 103.5 love songs on the coast um, <laughs> that was very good thank you i haven't listened to coast 103.5 in probably about five or six years because um, we don't have that up here but um yeah we listened to that because after thanksgiving coast plays and they i think exclusively play christmas music and um, since you were young, they have moved that up a bit. Like really? this year, they started like well before Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. And they're still playing it today. I, oh, that's I went, nice. I went somewhere today and I'm like, oh, they're still playing it today. That was <laughs> always my critique. Um, I remember being in high school and we would, we, my mom and I would always go, we would not go Black Friday shopping, but we would go day after Christmas shopping. Yes. That was my thing. Yes. That was always mom's thing. Um. And this was my, probably my first year in like forever with not going a day after Christmas shopping, which was kind of a bummer, but it's all good. It's better to stay home and stay safe. Um, Me too. I didn't go either. So we would, 
be i remember we would like be on the car on the way to like target or whatever to go get our, our black our our black christmas our day after christmas <laughs> christmas is not i think it's like a, horror a new movie. thing i think that's a horror movie or something it sounds bad i, I don't think that's good um and I would get so upset because Coast would stop playing Christmas music at like midnight on Christmas. And I was like, who do you think you are to tell me that I can't listen to Christmas music whenever the hell I want to? <laughs> well, they heard you. They and heard they're me. still playing it. I'm the person that will watch The Grinch That Stole Christmas all year. All year. Yeah. My friend Heather and I in college, we would watch The Grinch like religiously throughout the year and then when it became christmas time we would like it was like no no holds we were just like okay it's christmas we gotta put on our christmas sweaters like december 1st we're like we got our christmas sweaters on we got our christmas socks on christmas underwear we got our hot cocoa we got our candy canes and we're watching the grinch every every week and (laughs) that was what we did we watched it at least like once it was it was a commitment um But, and that's probably one of my favorite Christmas mo- movies. Yeah, I think it's one of mine too. Yeah, I, I loved when I, I've loved since I was a little girl, the song that Cindy Lou Who sings. And that is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I, I've always loved Amy Grant's A Little Town of Bethlehem. That's my mm. favorite Christmas song ever. And it mm. will probably always be. Mm-hmm. But... The close second, if not a tie, is, isn't it Faith Hill that sings that song? Yes. Yes. Yeah, on the CD, she sings that song. Yeah. Faith Hill, that, yeah. It is, Where Are You Christmas? Where Are You Christmas? Yes. Yes. That is a beautiful song. And that song, I, I don't watch Grinch throughout the year, um, but I do like to listen to that song. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll hunt for it and listen to it. Because it just makes me feel good. I yeah, and it's it's funny because it's a sad song, um, and I think that that so we haven't talked about shit. We just every week we're just gonna have to deal with my text messages on my damn computer because I have a Mac and I can't figure out how to turn off my notifications. It's like <laughs> a thing. I've had a Mac for like years now, and I Jesus Christ, babe, can you tell your family to stop texting the group chat for the next forty minutes? I don't know how to silence them. <laughs> this is, and I, I, every, last week I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to edit it out after I didn't because, um, later I got text messages and they didn't ding. And so Tristan and I had this laughing fit for like five minutes of the podcast, like what's happening with my notifications. So now I kind of want everybody to tune in each week and see how many, like make it a drinking game. Like how many notifications will Genesee get? <laughs> during this podcast something not not to encourage people to drink but like you know you can do squirt or sprite when i was a kid we would shoot squirt or you could be really crazy and do sit-ups you could do sit-ups yeah or you could like like get like a, a treat and just like every time we say it, you can take a bite yes that's better mm-hmm. donut holes donut holes yeah <laughs> Oh, that's the official Let's Get Bitchin' game, folks. We just made it. Every time Genesee gets a notification, eat a donut hole. You eat a donut hole. That's it. Good job, Mom. That's a good idea. 
So, um, what, as I was saying before our, our new game interrupted, I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love sad music and I, we haven't talked about music yet on the podcast. I think in the next or like the second to next episode, well, I, I'm actually going to be talking about music with my the fiance. Second to next? Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm making it up. The, the <laughs> one after the next. What do you call that? I don't know. I like that one. It made me pause and think. I'm like, second to next. I feel like that's right. I don't know. We'll look it up later. I'm sure someone will say I'm wrong. That's fine. I might be wrong. And we're just. Gonna... I, I'm going with it. Second to next. I, it makes sense to me. Next. And then the second one the after second that. Second to the next. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it. it is logic. I've never heard of it before, but I'm down. <laughs> everybody eat your donut hole um so <laughs> so i it's a thing i love sad music that's i listen to like almost exclusively sad pop um when i was in high school i listened to a lot of christian screamo um and that was like my vibe and now now sad pop is my vibe and like to the point where like friends that I don't like really talk to all the time or like family members that I don't really talk to all the time will like send me memes and stuff of like sad Taylor Swift memes and they're like hey this made me think of you I'm like I can't remember the last time we talked but I love that you I've curated my brand to the point where it's like like oh sad sad shower music that's my that's my aesthetic is like sad shower music so um I feel like it's really appropriate that I love um where are you christmas so much because it is the sad shower song of christmas i feel like it is it's great (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i love that song it's sad but it also makes me feel good at the same time yeah it does which is like my vibe Um, yeah and i feel like when it comes to christmas music i a lot of christmas music is pretty upbeat and like cheery and like christmas yeah it's true Um, which by the way i forever like every year whenever christmas comes around i start just going it's christmas based off of a song that i could not for the longest time remember what song it was from and i got the answer it's from mariah carey's christmas baby please come home and in the beginning it's like i don't know if it's like her or if it's like a background singer thing but it's like it's christmas and it's just i i don't know why but that i say that like all the time (laughs) that part of the song stuck that part of the song stuck um but yeah so that is like what i picture when i picture christmas music is that kind of upbeat like you know snappy jazzy thing but that's not normally my music vibe so i found that like when i go to listen to christmas music like when i made a christmas playlist a few years ago um I went to like Michael Bublé and Sam Smith, which is also one of my faves. He has like one Christmas version of this, or one one cover of a Christmas song, and it's my favorite. Um, and then like I got a lot of obviously Bing Crosby and and just kind of stuff like that. Um, Frank Sinatra. Do you remember my CD, uh, Country Christmas? Yes. Yeah, we would play that a lot. I would always have that in the five CD changer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. And didn't we have like a now Christmas? Yes. Yeah. 
And we had a free CD that they gave us at Bed Bath and Beyond in the nineties. Mm -hmm. And it had like a picture of like the old school Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh my holiday, gosh. whatever. And we would listen to that too. I loved that CD. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so Christmas music. Um, yeah, we listen to a lot of Christmas music. I love, I love it. Um, and I think it's funny to like, now, like now I have, there are just so many different types of Christmas music now. Right. I think for a long time you had like the classics and everyone just redid the classics. And then we went through like a, a point in like, I don't know, the early like 2000s, 2010s, where like everybody was trying to get like funky the Christmas music. So we could right. start doing like the mistletoe by Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber singing Christmas songs. And we had like all sorts of things. Well, now that I am an adult and I'm very immersed in the Portland queer community. I have found all sorts of gay Christmas songs. Oh yeah. Um, uh, a lot of them are explicit, but, um, (laughs) one of them that actually Naomi, my fiance showed me is all I want for Christmas is nudes by the drag queen, Trixie Mattel. Wow. Hilarious. It's so funny. Well, I might have to go listen to that. That does sound funny. You definitely should. I feel like there was another one that oh is it homo christmas where is it? yeah homo christmas that's cool explicit. the trixie mattel one i don't think has an e next to it which i feel like is a lie i can't imagine it doesn't have an explicit next to it which i can't imagine trixie mattel making something that's not explicit but i don't know maybe that's just me that's called like all i want for christmas is nudes, is nudes right, right. Like, <laughs> aren't nudes explicit <laughs> by by definition yeah right and maybe it's like the word nudes isn't expl- I don't know. The word bitch is explicit. Nude has to be. I don't know. Anyway. Um but yeah, so those are probably like those are some very fun gay Christmas songs. Do you know any gay Christmas songs, Mom? Not right off. That that notification we actually needed. We needed that to ding. Um Naomi is sitting next to me being very quiet. She's being great because we can't have background noise in the podcast. Yeah. And she said that she thinks that whole album is explicit. From Mattel. So I don't know. Spotify just didn't want to ping that one. Yeah. Explicit. I have no idea. Um, but yeah. So those are, I think, some of our favorite Christmas and holiday songs. Not just holiday songs. We've got the Hanukkah song in there. Right. Um. Were there any other like Christmas holiday songs that you? Well, we love that. Mm-hmm. All I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus. Oh my God! Yeah, we love that song, and we would blare it in the car. I didn't listen to that song this year. That song. Oh, that's slaps. Hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yep. Only, Only a hippopotamus will do. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you have not heard that song or the Hanukkah song, you have your homework. Um, definitely listen to those. Those are bangers. Um, yeah, that song was so fun. I also like the, I think I kind of grew out, out of this one a little bit, but the All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. Really yeah. Good. I liked that one a lot growing up. That was a lot of fun. Naomi loves um, 
Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. That oh. is her, like, Hanukkah song. Yeah. Now, that one is just a little too mor- morbid for me. I'm like, why is there a whole song about the poor grandma? And then, like, there's the funeral in the song. And then they're all talking about how they're all worried about him. And I'm like, this song is, it's not just depressing. It's something's wrong about it. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I can't do with it. I'm sorry, Naomi. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's shaking her head at you silently from the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves that song. It's her Hanukkah song. She's like, okay, we got to listen. We got to listen to <laughs> Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. And we got to, we got to, like, everyone has to shut up and listen. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't have a problem shutting up and listening to songs, so that sounds great. But it's so funny because I never, I never thought that that would be like somebody's song, you know, right? Like that's the song, but no, that's that's her song. So in the Briquette Fox household, we stand the Hanukkah song, and Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. And all I want for Christmas is nudes. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun to like make our own traditions. I've been in a in a thing the last few weeks so i was having like a problem for a few weeks where i wasn't sleeping right and then i started watching station 19 and somehow i started watching station 19 and then i was able to sleep but now i can't watch anything but station 19 like i watch anything else and i'm like i i it does not bring me joy i get sad i'm like why am i watching this when i could be watching station 19 so like we tried to start watching the grinch and I couldn't. We just started watching Station 19. Oh, no. I know. It was so sad. And it's kind of like, I think that this is a thing. I don't know. This, I feel like this is a thing for me that happens sometimes. But, like, when you don't want to ruin something that you love by, like, doing it or watching it when you're in, like, a bad spot. So you just don't do it. That's kind of where I'm at. But I'm obsessed with Station 19. I can't. I've watched the entire, like, three and a half seasons, like, four times. Wow. Yeah, so that's what we did on Christmas Eve. So we're like we're we're working on like creating our own new family traditions and stuff. Um we've been kind of bringing back the Thanksgiving movie cuz Naomi went with me and Arrow last year to watch Frozen 2. Um which was exciting. That was when Naomi met Arrow. And um we love we love the Frozen movies. So that was a very fun a fun thing to start doing again with our little family. And then um, I've kind of had a tradition already of making, but it's, it's only really a tradition because I love Legos. And so most years I ask for Harry Potter Legos for Christmas. So normally on Christmas, I'll make, I'll be making Harry Potter Legos because I, I've got them and I'm, I'm making them. This year we made a little bit more of an intentional step where we picked out a, a set of Legos, Harry Potter Legos together, um, and then wrapped it to ourselves. And that was like our Christmas Eve present. So we opened it Christmas Eve and started making it together Christmas Eve. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And we watched Station 19, which I don't know that that will continue being a tradition, uh, we don't really have a whole lot of movie traditions yet as our little family, um, because we're we're still we're, we're still making our traditions. And right. apparently, right now, all I can watch is fucking Station Nineteen. Um, and last year, we didn't get to spend the holidays together because I was in Cuba and then in Riverside, and she was in Prague in Germany. Right. So, right. Yeah. 
So this was our first Christmas together. Um, so but- one of the Christmas traditions that we used to do when you were little, when when you guys got older, you pretty much vetoed it. And Errol has completely vetoed, vetoed it. In fact, yeah. I started to do it this year and he walked out of the room. <laughs> so that was reading Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. You remember that? We used to read yeah. that every Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh, Arrow just straight up was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. Because, we- you know, I'm very theatrical and it mm-hmm. embarrasses him. Even if it's just me and him, we're not we're not performing for anyone. I'm just reading the story, how it was meant to be read. And he was like, no. And then he just left. Yeah, and my mom I am reading on, you know, and up on the roof, there are rows such a cutter. Yeah, and arrow sprang from my bed to see what was the matter by myself, to myself. Yeah, if I start, ta- like, if I start singing along to a song, or, like, even just now, like, in this podcast, there have been a few spots where I, like, sing. And I'm like, you know, we, I mean, you got to sing the Hippopotamus song. What else are you Right. Doing? Right. Oh, yeah. That Errol puts will hide. under the bed or something. Yeah. Yes. He will hide or he will throw something at you or he will leave or he will do all of those things. Yeah. But it will be throw something at you. And then if you don't stop, he'll hide. And then if you still don't stop, he'll leave. <laughs> or, or if you dance. One time I was in the store and there was a dancing a doll. Okay, and it was doing a funny move, and so I decided to do it with it. And Arrow was like, "Mom, no!" And he turned around and he left the aisle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he'll ditch you. I so when I get very excited, I start doing a little jig. Yeah, like a, a ridiculous jig, but like not like over the top. I'm not like floor dancing or anything. I just like do a little woo woo, and. Um, one of the places I do this the most is Disneyland because I love Disneyland. I yes. get so excited every time we go to Disneyland and Disneyland at the holidays is like my absolute favorite thing. One year I got to go to Disneyland at the holidays by myself for a day. And that was like peak. That was, that was everything. I was so <laughs> excited. I was like, not only do I get to be at my happy place and one of my favorite times of the year, but I don't have to deal with anybody. I can go wherever I want. I can eat whatever I want. It's great. <laughs> I'm a bit of a hermit. So I was like, wow, like it was awesome. And like, if I wanted to talk to people, I would, I would just chat with strangers at Disneyland and they were like, hi. Yes. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, I loved it. Um, but so whenever we're at Disneyland at the holidays, if we're like in line and I'm like excited, like, Oh, we're about to go on the millennium Falcon ride. I'll do a little jig and arrow. It's like, I can't leave. So you need to stop. <laughs> he can't handle it. Last year I made us all wear matching t-shirts. They were Mary Sithmas t-shirts. They were wonderful. Um, and at two, two Disneyland um, as a family. And Arrow didn't want to do it. He was like, Genesee, we're going to look ridiculous. Everyone's going to stare at us. I'm like, Arrow, I promise you, nobody's going to give a fuck what we're wearing. 
Like, and then my memory of that is that the cast members at Disneyland have you do these crazy poses. Yes. Right? We, we're all about that. We're like, mm-hmm. yes, like show your shirts, open your jackets, because it was raining and cold the way that the day that we rent. So they're like, open your jackets, let's see your shirts, and everybody, you know, put your hand out for like the force or whatever. And Arrow was like behind us crying. Yeah. He was like, no. It is, yeah, it's kind of. That was really sad, actually. I felt that, that's my memory of this. It was, it was like a trauma. Yeah. So the <laughs> when we were in front of the Millennium Falcon, he didn't cry then. He was he was okay when we took pictures in front of the Millennium Falcon and we did all the like the Jedi poses, but he did not do the Jedi poses and he did not smile. He looked like the most upset person. Right. At Disneyland. He was like he was very upset. Um, but that night when we took pictures in front of the castle, they had us like doing like a, a lineup thing with like the tallest person at the back, you know, and then we had to like kind of crouch down and Arrow hid behind the line of us. He hid behind dad. He was like, no, I'm not crouching. I'm not moving my arms. We're not doing this. (laughs) It was very sad, but yeah, but we didn't, we didn't make him take a picture. We were like, well, we would love it if you would take a picture, please take a picture with us. But if you don't want to, you don't have to, but Um, sometimes the photography people do kind of, I don't want to say bully, but they're a little pushy and, and Arrow doesn't like that because he doesn't want the photography people to think that he's being a a spoil sport. You know, he doesn't want the photography person to give him a hard time. So then he, so that's kind of sad, but, um, but yeah, he does though. I will say he used to never let anyone take his picture, but now he will, he likes to take pictures with me and have me take pictures of him because he likes when I post him on my Instagram. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's great. And he's like, and sometimes like when he's visiting, he'll even ask when, okay, so I started doing this podcast because I was doing these little like one minute reviews of movies on Instagram. And so when Arrow stayed with us this year, he was like, he's like, Jen, are are you going to do a movie review? I was like, yeah. He was like, can I, can I do it with you? (laughs) He was so cute. And he was so excited to do it. He was like, I'm, I want to sit with you. And he didn't talk a whole lot. He just laughed a little bit and was like, was like, yeah, it was stupid (laughs) in the background. And that was it. But, um, he had a blast. So that was nice. That is, but, um, yeah, and so I think that's becoming also kind of a new tradition is bitching about movies, Christmas movies, mm. becoming a new thing. Um, Arrow has a wonderful critique of um, The Happiest Season. I might have to have him on the podcast so that he can talk about his critique of The Happiest Season because it's a little bit different than everybody else's critique of The Happiest Season. Have you watched that yet, Mom? No. That um, is a queer christmas movie okay. that came out on hulu um on thanksgiving oh yeah it wasn't great but it had a phenomenal oh no i'm shaking everything um it had a phenom- phenomenal cast and it was it was done really well the movie was produced excellently um but the the plot wasn't phenomenal okay yeah but you should watch it i think it's something that like most if not everybody should watch just to watch it okay you know like elf i don't like the movie elf but i feel like i would be like missing something if i had never watched the movie elf right because then i'd be like there's a whole 
portion of the internet that wouldn't make sense to me. It's like how I didn't watch SpongeBob, and now the internet is a confusing place. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went to the school where it was. <laughs> I went to the school where the that creator of SpongeBob it. went, and he, the, Bikini Bottom is modeled after the city of Arcata. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of wasted on you. It's wasted on me, 100%. <laughs> But when I took my, my fiance to visit, I got to show her the places and she loved it. She was like, tell me more about, about stars. That's, that's the Krabby Patty. That's what the Krabby Patty was. I was like, I, that's yeah. all I know. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, so that's, that, that's how I feel about the happiest season is you, you should watch it. You probably won't like it it's not great but um it's not that it's like bad it's just that it's like kind of sad and upsetting and like oh i could have lived without that story but yeah that's phenomenal actors and parts of it are very funny Part, parts of it crack me up absolutely hilarious but um yeah so there are a few Christmas movies that I feel that way about that like you kind of have to watch. And one of them I actually haven't watched all the way through. My mom and I were talking about this earlier. Um, I feel like a big Christmas movie for people that a lot of people will watch on Christmas or Christmas Eve is home alone. Um, I have only watched, I don't know if it was the first home alone or the second home alone, but I've only watched one of them partially once um, and I've never finished the whole movie, um, which at this point, I feel like it's something that I would have had to be introduced to earlier so that it had some sort of sentimental value because now I can't sit and watch it because it's not, it's not, I don't know if it's not engaging or I just can't jive with it. I don't know, but it never really stuck for me. But I remember one, the one year that I did watch part of it, we were at um, my stepmom's brother's house. Yeah. At Uncle John's house, and um, and it was playing on the TV while we were like cooking and eating and doing things, and everybody else thought it was hilarious, and I was so confused. I was like, "Why is that poor boy sticking his tongue on a pole? <laughs> like that's a, not a good idea." And they were like, "That's the point." I was like, oh, "But the point is, he shouldn't have done it in the first <laughs> I don't even think I was that old at that point. How old was I that year? Well, wait. What movie is this? Isn't that Home Alone, where the kid sticks his tongue to the pole? Maybe that's I haven't a Christmas seen story, isn't it? Oh my God, I don't think I've seen any of the Home Alones. No, no, I've seen part because doesn't he do something to a guy who's breaking into his house? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that part. But I feel like the sticking Lord. your tongue to the pole is a Christmas story. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think you're right. That's the one that has the weird leg thing, right? Yes, the lamp that was an award, yes. Okay, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay, that's a Christmas story. Which one did we watch at Olga's house? I have no idea. I don't know either. Well, either way, those are like really classic Christmas movies that I feel like are like kind of integral to part the, the American Christmas experience. And I just, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's all I have to say for myself. And there's also the the funny thing though is is that I have watched Elf 
all the way through at least once. And I'm not a fan of that movie. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Christmas comedies, which is yeah. probably why we mm. never really watched the Home Alone or the the Elf or the, I mean, I mean, I like the Santa Claus movies, but I feel yeah. like th- those were more like childhood fantasy type, right. not really comedy. They weren't. And those have a little element of drama in it. Yeah. That that helps you stick with it. I think right. that's a very a very excellent point. I have a hard time sticking with comedy movies in general. Yeah. Um I tend towards the dramas. Right. Probably. Um and I like romantic comedies a lot in romance movies. Those are I do cool. too, yeah. Um the Christmas comedies I have a hard time with. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we didn't really watch those much. We watched the Grinch, we watched the Santa Claus movies, loved those. And I remember when I was pretty young, there were, we had all of the like classic Christmas like this the snowman, the Frosty the Snowmans, and like all those classic like claymation movies on DVD. Yes. And I watched them like once and I was like, this shit's sad. Why? 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 And then I was done. (laughs) (laughs) So the personal story about those is I didn't grow up with TV or movies. So I never watched those things, but David did. David watched them when he was a kid and he also watched the Charlie Brown special and he watched, you know, all that stuff. And so he wanted to bring that in to the kids. And I listened to that. I watched it and I was, it was similar to me. I'm like, I can't, I can't sit through the whole thing. It's very boring. And it's somewhat, it's sad. Someone on the order of the whole Santa got run over by a reindeer, like her grandma got run over by a reindeer song. It's like, it's, demented sad like a little bit wrong like why are they all being banished and the reindeer the 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 rudolph video santa is downright mean yeah right he's a jackass like what the the heck and then the one with the the toys on the island yeah that's the one i was trying to think of misfit toys misfit toys jesus christ yeah it's pretty wow. bad i i couldn't i was like no i don't we, we can do christmas without these <laughs> yeah and we did and we were fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we i did. do remember that i remember watching them with dad and mm-hmm. being like dad what is wrong with you <laughs> he was like come on jen toughen up they're great and i'm like no these, these are, are classics yes yeah. i was like yeah. dad no these are classically awful. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, yeah. yeah, Dad and I are like the the meeting of the strong opinions. We just bump heads, right? Yeah, man. Um, though, and you reminded me of this because I forgot that we used to have this tradition. I don't think I've been home for New Year's for a while. It's part right. of it, and yeah. so. One tradition that we had that involved like a classic movie was on New Year's, we would always watch It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was telling someone about that because I have a COVID tradition with a group of my friends. There's about six of us. We watch a movie together every Friday night since March. We've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And so we usually have like two or three choices and then we vote. But for Christmas, we did it a little bit differently. And um, we kind of did the survey and then we decided that we would watch It's a Wonderful Life on New Year's Eve because I wanted to share that tradition because New Year's Eve falls on Friday Mm -hmm. or or New Year's Day, I mean, falls on a Friday this year. So we decided that we would watch it on Christmas Day because that was part of my tradition. I mean, I'm saying this all wrong, but (laughs) yeah, New Year's Day, even though our tradition is New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I was telling this to one of my friends and she was like, I'm all for supporting you, Nora, but I don't get it. Like, It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie. Mm. So why are we watching that on New Year's? And um, and I was like, well, good point. And so I started thinking about it. And, um, and it was actually David's idea because we had all these Christmas movies that we wanted to watch. And David said, well, why don't we watch it on New Year's Eve? And it was like one of the our early years together. And, um, and it wasn't supposed to be like a tradition. It was just like for that year, let's watch it on New Year's Eve. Okay. We'll watch it on New Year's Eve. So I watched it on New Year's Eve and I thought it was so symbolic Mm -hmm. of like, without any movie spoilers, if anyone hasn't seen this movie, the movie is about this man feeling, um, completely overwhelmed about, um, a circumstance in his life and he wants to kill himself. And so, um, in a moment of despair, he calls out to God and says, dear God, please help me. I wish that I was never born. And so, um, God sends an angel down and the angel shows him what it, what the world would be like now if he was never born. And that is what the movie, most of the movie is about, is about what the world would look like his world at that time, if he was not born. And, um, it's such a good way to start the new year it you know it gives you a different perspective on on your life what how do you want to live your life how do you want to um how do you want to address the challenges that will arise 2020 has showed us nothing it has shown us this the challenges will arise in the new year no matter how much we want to turn a new leaf and start a new like mm-hmm. crap is going to happen and how are you going to address that crap and so i just think it's such a good movie um for that and it's also on the lines of what you and i were saying like you know, okay, it's December 26th, but I still <laughs> want to celebrate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's on the lines of that. Plus, like, the Christmas, Christmas is, like, a figment of our imaginations when you think about it. Like, someone just was like, oh, yeah, December 25th is going to be this holiday, and there's going to be a fat dude, and there's going to be presents, and y'all are going to buy a bunch of shit. And we were like, okay. And so why do we have to stop enjoying the candy canes and the Christmas music and the Christmas movies after this invented holiday? You know? We don't. We don't. We don't. Let's let's keep doing it. So yeah, I love that. And it's funny, I actually don't think I knew that's why we watched that. Um, 
I don't, I, maybe I knew that story and I just forgot it. Um, which is a thing that I do. I remember another new year's tradition that we have was actually created by me as a, as a toddler. Um, my parents were like, okay, Genesee, get ready. We're going to do the toast, right? We're going to toast at new year's and they're getting the champagne and the sparkling cider already. And they're getting the drinks and I run off and I come back with a loaf of bread. And they're like, Jesse, what are you oh, doing? Oh, you were like, actively like putting it in the toaster. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like the time is ticking. We're going to do the toast. And you were like, yeah, we're going to do the toast. going to make toast. It's almost New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so- I was like, oh my God, here we go. Full circle Amelia Bedelia moment. <laughs> we got to have toast at Christmas, at New Year's Eve. So yeah. And that this is was long before I read Amelia Bedelia. So it yes. was, she and I were kindred spirits. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And so every so now, every New Year's Eve, no matter if I'm with you or not, I make mm-hmm. toast. Yep. It's a, it's a thing each year. Well, last year, dad and I didn't because we were in Seattle for New Year's oh. and we were, dad and I went to bed by like 10 last year. <laughs> we went out drinking in Seattle and and we had we had steak dinner and then we and then we went to like a few different bars and it was 10 and we were exhausted and he was like jen do we and it was raining in seattle and it was foggy and they weren't going to do the fireworks anyway because it was seattle and windy and rainy and foggy foggy and they were like hey it's not safe to do fireworks guys and dad was like jen do you really want to stay out i was like not even a little bit and we went home and we went to sleep with our toast well, that's hilarious. Well, Genesis, uh, Errol and I were in Las Vegas and it was exciting and it was amazing. And it was the best New Year's Eve fireworks show I've ever seen. Ooh. And um, I had this idea. I never did it. But at about like mm, April, May, um, I had this idea to post the video of me screaming at New Year's going 2020. Yay. Uh, yes, and then saying, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No frills New Year's this time. We have like little hope. We were. We yeah. 2020 ruined it. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. have some toast and I'm going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. And that's it. Yep. There you go. That's all, that's all you need. Yeah, we're, Naomi and I are still kind of figuring out what we're going to do for New Year's and like what we kind of want to start doing as a, as a family. Um, and we haven't decided yet, so I'll keep everyone. Oh, one of the reasons why we started watching a movie on New Year's Eve was because we had little kids. Right. And there's not a whole lot of, like, we would try to go out, we would try to, um, you know, make it kind of fun. We would always get the hats and the blowing horns and we banged pots and pans. You remember that? Mm-hmm. We'd go outside at midnight. And so like, we try to make it fun, but you know, kids get tired and cranky. Like you don't want to be out, you sure. know? So that's why we started the movie tradition. Mm. Cause it's something you could do in your jammies. And that's- if somebody goes to sleep, it's okay. And- yeah. hundred percent. That makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I, yeah, I love, I love that. And now, and now that we're like, well, Arrow's still a teenager, but now that we're adults, we like do shit sometimes. Right. But yeah. So 
I'm trying to think if there was anything else, like any other big movies or music, but I think we covered most of it. I think we did. Well, that's exciting. I will say, I'll, I'll add something in. So this is a tradition of Naomi's that she does by herself. Oh. I, don't, I can't imagine that her family does it with her. But she, <laughs> she watches the Dan and Phil. So she told it to me, and I was like, oh, it's the Dan and Phil Christmas special. It's not. I, I think I, like, I explained it in my mind. So I was like, oh, this is a whole Christmas, like, thing. It's a, it's a, Dan and Phil are YouTubers who no longer make YouTube videos. One year, one of them does, but she's not interested in them because they're not exciting because they don't have the other one. It's right. All- it's like Siskel and Ebert. Nobody wants to watch Siskel and Ebert when the one is gone now. Right. Um, and it's yeah, a whole thing. Dan and Phil, talking about Dan and Phil takes up a lot of our time. Um, not in a bad way. Just like we spend a lot of time talking about Dan and Phil. For those of you who don't know me and Naomi personally, we spend a lot of time talking about Taylor Swift and Harry Styles. Um, she spends a lot of time talking about Dan and Phil. I spend a lot of time talking about how I'm emotionally compromised over TV characters that have died. Um, <laughs> okay. And, um, and there are many other things that we talk about, obviously, but those are like the very poignant <laughs> yeah. those are the things we get stuck on. So she gets stuck on Dan and Phil. She's very upset that Phil, Phil's the one that doesn't make videos anymore, right? No, Dan doesn't make videos. Wait, so it's, Phil's the one that was not on fire, right? Dan is not on fire. Dan is not on fire. Amazing Phil. Amazing Phil. Oh, wow. I'm confused. I obviously don't know who the fuck these people are. But. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan is not on fire. Doesn't make videos anymore. The Amazing Phil does. It's a whole thing. They're gay for a long time. Apparently, they were trying to say they weren't gay. And so, and so sometimes at like 11 o'clock at night, she'll get on this thing and she'll be like, Genesee, you don't understand. They were living together and they had prop beds and everybody knew they were gay and they said they weren't to gay together and it was, it was a whole thing. And I'm like, okay. And she's getting so upset and I'm like, I believe you. And she's like, but Genesee, they told us they weren't together. And they were. And, and so, and there are a few like highlights of that rant that we get on. And so there's Jafan, which I couldn't tell you what that's about. I'll have to bring Naomi on later so that she can have a designated spot to talk about her, her things. And then another point is the, the Dan, day in the life of Dan and Phil. Okay. And so they did a few different, like over the course of their YouTube careers, they did some episodes where they would take you on a day in the life of dan and phil and like what they ate and what they do and where they go and all this stuff and so she was like every it's not christmas unless i watch the the festive day in the life of dan and phil oh Uh, we watched that today actually because um i all i've been watching is station 19 and today i was like fuck yesterday was christmas and we were supposed to watch the festive day in the life of dan and phil so that it could be christmas i was like well we're gonna have to drag out christmas to today so we did and we watched a festive day in the life of dan and phil and it was phenomenal i don't understand how i feel like dan and phil in this episode are like a caricature of what gay people think straight people think male best friends are like 
<laughs> like they were trying, yeah, mom has to think about that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> they're very clearly, I mean, they're, they're living together and they're doing this whole day where they go Christmas shopping together and like teasing each other about their advent calendars. One of them has a, a candle advent calendar. Not that like men who like candles are gay, not to give into that stereotype, but he's, he, he has like a whole like one minute spiel about his scented candle advent calendar. And I'm like, that doesn't exactly seem straight. Yeah, um, and especially because his one of them is he teasing. Best of candles now. He sells best of candles now. One of them is like teasing the other one about it, and he's like, "Oh, your candles!" I'm like, "This is not straight." Well, I, but like, I, but they're trying to like they're telling everybody that they're not together. Um, now they are. They're out and they're they're living their their best lives together happily. Good. Um, yeah. But they're not doing the YouTube thing. They're not doing the YouTube thing together anymore. They still have never admitted they're together. Just they haven't? No. Okay, I'm confused. They've never admitted they're together. But, wait. Oh, but, but one, the one who said that he was straight came out. That's yeah, what it was? Gay. They're, they're all gay. They're all gay. Okay. So there are two gay men that live together that won't say that they are together. Okay. <laughs> and have lived okay. together and made YouTube videos together for, for years. ten years. Yeah. Ten years okay so it's a whole thing but they don't like each other like that i don't know that they said that i mean they They spend the holidays their actual soulmates okay so i don't know they spend it that was before they came out as gay (laughs) (laughs) okay so they've got us thoroughly confused they've got us really confused so i finally this is the first episode of dan and phil that i've watched and the whole time i'm like i thought that they were out at this point they were not. Yeah. They were not. And apparently they still didn't, don't say that they're together, which is so confusing. It's baffling to me because like, they're like the type of people that like, if I had watched this when they were not out and they were like, no, we're not dating. I would have been like, well, maybe you should be because you all seem great together. Yeah. Like, you seem cute. They're going like Christmas shopping together and like, te- like teasing each other and having some, it's hilarious. And they're so yeah. cute and they have amazing chemistry. And it's like, well, if you're not together, you damn well should be because you're <laughs> cute. So that's, yeah. um, that's one of Naomi's traditions that um, we have now adopted in the Briquette Box household. Well, that's awesome. I like it. I support it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all we got for today, folks. Um, thank you, Mom, so much for coming on and talking about everything that people didn't want to hear. Thank um, you for having me. This was fun. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Um, if you're listening. Bye. 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 Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Woo! Yay!